Well, good evening, everybody. This is the MCU's Bleeding Edge, and I think that probably the majority of our viewers for this show are going to end up being after the live stream, unfortunately, since I really didn't promote this one very much. But either way, I've got a, as always, uh, eclectic and uh, uh, dynamic guest panel here uh, to kick this show off tonight. This is going to be an MCU news roundup special. Um, we've got some really cool articles to check out together. And we're going to do a watch and react to uh, some Spider-Man 3 trailers as well. So just to give everybody a rundown on who's on the show tonight, we've got Jesse Starcher, the host of the Source Material Comics podcast over on the Rutledge of Broadcasting Network, a friend of the MCU's Bleeding Edge. Good to see you, Jesse. Hey, glad to be here, Jeff. I appreciate you inviting me on. Can't wait to we're, talk to you. Hey, I'm really happy to finally have you on, man. It's great that yeah, you're here. We've, we've been trying to, what, like... I don't know, probably about a month now trying to figure out a time where I could get on here and, and actually enjoy your show instead of you coming over in my network and doing things over there. So I'm, I'm glad to be here, man. Well, I'm delighted to have you, man. And uh, we've got once, once again, we've got Andrew back from GNN. Uh, it's good to see you, Andrew. Good evening, Jeff. Thanks for consistently inviting me again. <laughs> of course, man. Of course. It, 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 the pleasure is all, always all, all mine, man. Um, we've got Alexis, also uh, a frequent guest on the Rutledge and Broadcasting Network and on the Bleeding Edge, and also the creator and owner of Honeysuckle Rose Creations and a Comic-Con vendor. Hey, Alexis. Ooh. Glad I was able to get here on time. Like I said, I had to dash over here from a company Christmas party, hence why I'm still all glammed up. <laughs> well, you look nice. We're happy Thank to you. see you. It's good to have you back on the Bleeding Edge. It's been a while. Thank you. And, it has uh, been very busy. Yeah, it's been a minute. Hey, what's going on, William? Shout out to Geek News Now Network. And um, we also have one last member of the panel, and that is another good friend of the MCU's Bleeding Edge, veteran comic book collector, and also a Jeff. What's up, Jeff? What's up? What's up? What's up? Glad to be here. Thanks for good having have, me. Oh, yeah, it's good to have you, man. Good to have you. So anyways, let's get this whole thing started. Um, we're going to start right off with the Spider-Man third trailer. That's actually official Marvel studios. That spell where you wanted everyone to forget the Peter Parker Spider-Man. Be careful what you wish for. We started getting some visitors from every universe. The multiverse is real. Looks like we got competition. Parker. I am so confused right now. Parker, we need to send them back. When you're thinking, hey, I'm about to do something that could break the universe when it bites next time. Let's catch some multiverse men. Peter, you're struggling. Look, there has to be another way. There are dangers to our universe. Have everything you want. While the world tries to make you choose. 
dinosaur? I'll fix this, but I'm gonna need some help. You're flying out into the darkness to fight ghosts. They all die fighting Spider-Man. It's their fate. This is why I never had kids. You're not gonna take this away from me. Do you know Peter Parker, who's Spider-Man? Yes. Is that him? No. This is all my fault. I can't save everyone. Okay, one more. Now, this next one is not official Marvel Studios trailer. It's a fan trailer. I want to make that clear. This is not, like, legitimate. Looks like we got competition. I've only had one week where my life has felt more. That was when you found out. Botched that spell where you wanted everyone to forget that Peter Parker's Spider-Man. Ever since I got bit by that spider, my entire life got screwed up. We started getting some visitors. From every universe. Hello, Peter. They're a danger to our universe. I'm sorry, kid. Yeah, me too. Don't. There are others out there. We need to send them back. Scooby-Doo this crap. I can't save everyone. Sorry, what was your name again? Dr. Otto Octavius. <laughs> Wait, no, seriously, what's your actual name? Just real okay. quick, who's got the background noise of someone speaking Spanish? Oh, yeah, I can hear that. Too. Pick that up. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay, hold on. That's why. That's why I'm watching on the phone for like in two rooms away, though, and the door's closed. Wow. Okay. It's good ears. Yeah. Yeah. No judgment. I was just curious where that was. No I wanted to make sure that. Yeah. Let me see. I thought maybe you were watching evolution. that same show that I was trying to show you earlier that me and Andrew have seen with the uh, Stevie Wonder shit. Um. Which I, which uh, I hopefully will get a chance to show you sometime. Is that but, better? Um, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like I said, no judgment. <laughs> no, Jesse I mean, knows I, this that I, that the that this one tends to interrupt most of our shows. Oh, so thanks. no judgment. Yeah. No, no, it's all right. Yeah, I, I, there ain't no background noise. I'm waiting for my kids to come down the stairs anytime. So don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. 
Uh, so shout out to William out there, the host of the Geek Gauntlet podcast with GNN. William's show is going to be live tomorrow night, I believe, at 10 p.m. Eastern. Uh, him and Shaw and Janae, and I don't know if uh, Kat is going to be with them or not, but uh, they're going to be live on the Geek Gauntlet podcast. So um, if you catch this show tomorrow or whatever, uh, you know, Saturday, uh, you should probably check them out tomorrow night. Um, so anyways, guys, the uh, the Spider-Man trailers. Um, obviously, again, the, the, the second one was fan-made, uh, but in that third official trailer... Andrew, you're you're right. I saw it now. That is the other two Spider-Men in the trailer. You can see it clearly. Mm-hmm. That all three of them are together. Right. You know, so I mean, at that at this point, I don't see why they would have done that if Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire aren't going to be in the movie. Um, well, it's interesting because the scene that they're in uh, was in the previous trailer, but the other uh, Spider-Men were edited out. Uh, there was a big thing about uh, you see Spider-Man jumping towards Electro, Sandman, and the Lizard, but from the angle, it's abundantly clear that the Lizard is jumping towards someone else because it's like here's Spider-Man and the Lizard's jumping down here. It's like I'm sorry, what what the hell is the Lizard jumping towards? So we know that Marvel has a tendency to edit stuff out like that. They did that with uh, Civil War when they actually edited Spider-Man out. So the scene that they've shown all three of them, we knew that was going to be the scene they were going to pop up in. Okay. No, that makes sense. They do do a lot of that. I've seen them do that before with Avengers trailers too, where where they'll, they they won't have people in certain scenes, but then later on in the movie, you see them. Uh, so going to you, Jesse, um, what's your take on, on this whole situation with these Spider-Man trailers, man? What are your thoughts? Well, I, I'm excited, dude. I mean, <laughs> Uh, listen, uh, there are plenty of things that are happening in this new Spider-Man movie that check a lot of boxes for me. Uh, I'm a big fan of like alternate realities. I uh, really enjoyed WandaVision for that, uh, for what happened there. Uh, so getting this multiverse going uh, in the Spider-Man films is fantastic. I'm very, very excited. So, uh, you know, to, to watch everybody kind of play off of everybody from other movies is really, really cool. Uh, to see this actually in a live action form is another thing that really excites me as well. I'm just, uh, you know, I one of the things that sticks out to me, and, and bear with me, uh, I'm a fan of a comic that came out from Marvel called The Exiles. And I mentioned this when we were talking, uh, I think I was talking about What If on the show over on the Rattletch and Broadcasting Network. There was uh, a, a, a group team of superheroes that went through universe to universe kind of like quantum leap stuff anyway the whole point of me bringing that up is the way that they did it is they had this wrist thing that went around their wrist and they were able to like it controlled how they were able to hop and if you notice now i'm sure it's some kind of doctor strange thing but i noticed that one of this uh i think it's our, our Peter Parker of the MCU is able to like pulls his arm up and you see the stuff show up on his arm. Now, has anybody heard as to what in the world that is? Because uh, I'm like sitting there thinking it's called in the comics they call it the Talus. That's that's in the uh, the Exiles. But uh, anybody have any theories or is there anybody said uh, anything as to what that could possibly be or how that how that figures into uh, what we're going to get? It looks. I was saying, I thought it looks a lot like the. I thought it looks. 
Sarja, I thought it looked a lot like the uh, time spell that Doctor Strange cast on himself when he went to fight Dormammu ah. in the first Doctor Strange movie. Ooh. Except Ooh. it's gold, not green. Right, right, right. Okay. Jeff, what were you thinking? That's you, Jeff. Either Jeff. Oh, uh. <laughs> I, I think we need to specify. Is, is, is it? Yeah, it's like. Sorry. Are you talking we're going about. To are you talking about where Spider Man's standing there, like in his silt suit, and he's holding the he's he's got the uh, all yeah. the, yeah, the spell kind of, around his yeah. wrist? Yeah. That's what I what was trying to figure that out too. I mean, uh, if you look back behind there, there's a figure behind him that almost looks like Electro behind him, mm -hmm. but I'm not That's sure nice. because it it looks like there's there's bolts coming out behind him, like off on his out of his arms yeah so i don't know but that's i was wondering like how how spider-man if he the way they say the way they make it sound is like he he caught him going back in time and, and changing trying to do the spell himself i don't know i'm curious to see how that works andrew you um, have any thoughts i mean i wasn't even thinking of like any time travel stuff like i've seen the i've seen the similar scene with him doing like that thing like so many times by this point like so like the last week or two i've seen, seen that exact same scene and i was thinking it's something to do with uh i'm wondering if it's oh, sorry but, i'm wondering if it's some kind of like restraint or something to do with maybe like capturing like the villains or something i'm thinking because i'm thinking okay. of, like how because i think remember you had like, dr strange has that box right like that box and it has like a similar bad thing going on so I'm wondering if there's like a connection between that box he holds and like the whatever that visual that holographic display thing on his wrist. I wonder. I, I thought because they have like similar colors, they're both like amber and gold looking. So I thought there might be a connection there. It's probably something really insignificant, but I mean, it's in the trailer, and I'm like, what is he doing there? And I've seen it in the comics, or at least something similar to that in the comics. Uh, I'm going to be talking Spider Verse on my show, and same thing happens in Spider Verse. They have these things that go around their wrists that allow them to hop reality to reality to get out of there. So I'm really kind of hoping it's probably just a slight nod, which is usually what we well, get from the Marvel Jesse, movie. I'm sure you caught some of the What If Disney Plus series, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. So you remember when Doctor Strange uh, 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 cast that spell to shield all of the other, um, yeah, you know, Guardians of the Multiverse right. or whatever? Right. Right. I'm thinking it's going to be a similar type deal like that. Like essentially, because it, what it looks like to me, from what that I see in these trailers, is like it looks to me like Doctor Strange is telling Spider-Man and all his buddies and everything that they've got to wrangle up all these villains from the multiverse, mm -hmm. right? Like they've got to go bring them in or whatever to do what I have no idea. I'm thinking that that box that Spider-Man tries to steal from uh, Dr. Strange and Dr. Strange gives them the, you know, the astral, uh, you know, uh, the astral, 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 astral projection punch. Yes. Um, that, that box has the seal of the Shanti on it. And okay. I believe that what that means is, that box is like a is where the where that he wants those villains to go, like they're they're okay. they're, they're they're going to go in the box somehow. Um, and I what I think is going on is is the reason that they're struggling about the box and like fighting over it is because you can see that Spider Man becomes friends with with Doc Ock in the trailer. You can see that they obviously buddy up, and I think that um, 
you know, Spider-Man is kind of like trying to save Doc Ock or maybe like all, who knows, all of them. I mean, yeah. um, going off that, going off, you know, off that, what I was just talking about, Andrew, now that you've had a, a chance to watch these trailers so many times now, has anything different popped up for you? Have any new thoughts? I mean, I'm just, I'm just really excited that the movie is, even exists and, and that we've seen so much about it, honestly. It's freaking going to be amazing. Um, does, that, does anybody have their tickets for opening night, by the way? I no? actually need to buy mine tomorrow. I am doing a double date with my husband, not you, Cleo, and uh, <laughs> two friends of ours. But okay. we've been having trouble uh, communicating on what times we all want to go. I see. I try. I tried to do the thing like everybody else. They like, get it like as soon as they went on it. Like my mm-hmm. my phone app for the right. Cinemark. Like kept cra- that's right. Kept crashing. So I had to wait. Yeah, till the next all of the morning. Yes, most of the ticket sites all crashed on Spider yeah, Monday. Hours crashed. We couldn't even get them. I had to wait till like the next morning, like early, like around six. Like when I got up, get up for work, I got five, and then I was able to get one seat <laughs> by by itself. So. It's a, it's not a big deal, but I was I was like, okay, well at least the movie won't be spoiled for me. It's like the earliest showing, like at three something in the afternoon. So, but um, back to Jeff's original question. Um, one of the things I'm I'm still wondering, like we've seen it a couple times at this point, is like what is what is going on with Doc Ock's arms? With like, is that from coming from like Spider Man suit, like the red layer or whatever that is of metal? It's not like is that part of? I'm wondering is he gonna if he does team up with him so to speak is he gonna like let him use the nano machine things or whatever like is that part of that i don't know i thought it's for the love of god doc i thought it looked more like his had sampled the uh the nanotech and was adding it right to its own that's what it looks like too but i'm just yeah i'm just curious about that other than that i haven't really processed much more about it i mean I, I've seen the same trailers like over and over at this point, so I have much more to add to it, Jeff. Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. When is the official release date for Spider-Man 3? The 17th. Two 17th. weeks from today. Technically okay. Thursday, but you know. All right. I might as well get that. No, uh, go, listen, go, uh, go ahead. Uh, I was actually going to go to you, Jeff. Jeff, I don't know how many times you've seen the Spider-Man trailers. Is that the first time you saw those Spider-Man trailers? No, no. I've seen them several times like everybody else. But I've probably seen a lot of fan-made trailers too, you know. <laughs> but it's yeah, going right. to – there's. I'm just curious to see, uh, like, there's there's a spot. It flashes real quick, and you have to pause it and really look at it and – I tried to detail on it, and I can't get to detail outright. It's probably a trick or something to it, but I can't tell if they're really, if there's going to be all three Spider-Men, or if that's like, I, I don't know. It's just really strange. And then uh, I'm wondering strange. if we're going to have all of these, all of these, uh, all of the villains in. You know what I'm saying? Or if it's just going to be like flashes of them and in there. You, you know what I'm talking about? If you're just going to yeah. be here for a little bit and go. If well, we don't get a scene with all the villains and all the Spider-Men, I do know that the fans are going to riot. Right, because of the Sinister Six, you know, they, they were pushing the Sinister Six for so long. I mean, I see the spot with Sandman in the background. I'm wondering if we're going to see, you know, a lot of Sandman or if that's just going to be, you know, 
a spot and then he's gone. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm just yeah, wondering if they're going to have him actually, you know, pull some screen time. Yeah. That's which what I was gonna say. It's gonna be which villain are you guys? Oh, sorry, Jess. No, you're right. I was just going to say it's going to be tough to let everybody shine uh, because you got so many, right. uh, so many players in that thing. And to let give everybody enough screen, I, I guarantee you we're probably going to walk away going, man, I wish I saw some more of this character or this character. And I have a feeling, you know, obviously we're getting uh, a, a nice shot in the trailer of some of the main villains, but they're pulling everybody from every universe. There are going to be, you know, you, you don't know what you're going to get. Other spiders may even show up. I'd love to say like, you know, I, I doubt it happened, but you know, maybe spider Gwen shows up. Who knows? You got your ticket? Just somebody. <laughs> nice. There we go. Awesome. I was wondering what you were doing on your phone. I'm like, he's probably already right now. <laughs> oh, come on, Andrew. You, I'm not. Don't lie. You probably figured I was talking to some chick. <laughs> no, because we started talking about the game tickets, and that's when really when you went to your phone. So I just put two and two together. <laughs> I do it all the time, man. I'll be on Alexis goes. I'll be on the show, and somebody will mention that the tickets are right are out for a movie or whatever, and I'll just grab my cell phone and order them right there, like on the spot. <laughs> um, he has. So, By the way, yeah. I'm sorry that Cleo has apparently co-opted my camera. <laughs> well, that's okay. <laughs> Smile, Cleo. Hey. You're famous. You're when, famous. You know. He's a little pain in the butt. When Cleo's not barking, Cleo, Cleo is my buddy. <laughs> but I can't get her to move. <laughs> so, I, as far as what you were mentioning, Andrew, and Jesse, I don't know what, what if you have any thoughts on it, but with Doc Ock's arms and, and everything, it it has that red trim to it. I don't remember. Yeah, his, I don't remember his arms looking like that. No. It, back in the old Spider-Man movies. So I'm wondering what the hell's going on with that. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have any clue. I mean, my yeah. it could be a, a one of a billion things. It could be just like Alexis had mentioned. There's like the co-opting of the nan, uh, the nanites or whatever it is. Who knows? I mean, or it could just be like, hey, we wanted to make them look a little bit better for the new film, but. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, will, uh, we're getting a completely different look in Electro, so. Yeah. Right. Yes, right. I'm so glad he, he went with the. Uh, the blue and that looks so blue, much better, too. Yes. Yeah, they so found a way better. to do the Electro's mask with that star effect, and it looks yes. good. It does. Because right. I think the, the That's blue That's what I mean. One, I hope they give him some screen time. Mm-hmm. You know? I think the the blue one that he had before, that was supposed to be, like, from the Ultimate Comics, right, I think? So like the one I'm more familiar with is like the greenish yellow one like that we just saw. So I'm glad that uh that he's yeah. back like that. What do y'all think about the, what I'm sorry, Alexis. What do y'all think about the black uh suit on Spider-Man? It's not Venom. No, no I know that. I'm just saying, what do you think of the suit? It looks it looks pretty cool. It looks good. It does look some, good. Some people have pointed out that it looks like it has like frayed wires like sticking out like in certain places. So that there's like an idea that supposedly it's like it's designed, or maybe it's like a reverse version of the of the metal suit he has. If it's supposed to be kind of like a way to deal with or combat with Electro by putting like the, I guess like the metal parts on the inside and like the, you know, flipping it inside out or something. Some people have said that, but I mean, it looks yeah. kind of like it could be an inverted, like Iron Spider suit, like just everything's on the inside kind of thing. Because it has like wires and stuff hanging out, so food for thought. Yeah, or it could be. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. 
There you go. So, as far as uh, the Spider-Man 3 trailers go, um, everybody, obviously, I'm sure we all will agree that we saw Tobey Maguire and, and Andrew Garfield, or at least somebody right. in right. Spider-Man suits, right there with um, Tom Holland Spider-Man. Um, do you guys honestly think that we're going to get a Venom cameo at the end of the film, Alexa? No. I don't think so. And honestly, I hate oh, to say yeah. it, I think it would be a waste. Yeah, I don't think they're going to do that. Go ahead, Jack. Oh, I, I don't think that'll happen either. I'm right there. I agree. I don't I don't see Venom making a surprise entrance there. It would be completely out of... Yeah, I, I'm well, right there with you. Yeah, I just, mean, I, I, it would feel it would feel weird. Plus, they would, again, talking about screen time. If you just give them that those few minutes, people are going to be like clamoring for for more. But who knows? Yeah, I feel like if Venom showed up, it'd be like, a, "Hey, Venom's here!" and he walks off stage. Right. Yeah, jazz hands. Mid credits, fifteen second spot, and that's it. Uh huh. So, which villain are you guys most excited to see in this? The lizard looks freaking awesome. Electro lizard looked awesome. I mean, uh, Doc Ock. Uh, I think watching uh, Molina play that again will be fantastic. I can't wait to see it. I uh, loved him, and you know, it was the second Spider-Man, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Spider-Man yeah, Two. Spider- yeah, it's it's been a while. You guys know I've never seen I've never seen the second Amazing Spider-Man, so I'm missing out on what? the Electro. Yeah, yeah, what? I'm missing out on that. Uh, yeah, missing out one... on Electro, the Rhino, and yep. the Emo Goblin, as I call it. I think <laughs> I think I walked in. I walked in the room when my daughter was watching it. I caught like ten minutes of it, so I knew the Rhino was in there, and then. I walked back. I never. I took my daughter to see the first Amazing Spider-Man. That was like one of the first few movies I took her to, and then when I never caught the second one, just never did. God bless you. Thank you. I'm most excited. Thank you, Cleo, for uh, Green Goblin to come back. I do love it when Will and Defoe choose the hell out of the oh, scenery. Yeah, he can do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's a great actor. Um, it was uh it was funny the other night um andrew and i were doing a show with sally the mcu girl who is all of like 21 years old and she didn't know who christopher walken was (laughs) it was really funny it was funny as hell (laughs) these young people man i'm telling you how do you not know who christopher walken is he's still making movies have you guys seen this shit yet What was that? Yeah, I sit here. I sit here in the dark. I have no idea what you played. I have no idea. All I heard was. He just showed a clip of Batman. He just showed a clip of guys in Batman Spider-Man onesies fighting each other. Tell me what that was that dope as hell. That was confusing because in my mind I'm like, wait, why is it are they from two different like franchises and universes fighting each other? I have like no context. They were beating the hell out of each other too. 
I was trying I to figure tell. out why they were, why it was like, okay, so they're fighting Batman. No, they're fighting Robin. No, they're fighting Spider-Man. I, I didn't get the point of the fight. Listen, I, had, so I didn't realize they were fighting. I thought something else was going on, just from what I could hear. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I get that one. That sounded like somebody got punched. Uh, no. That was the clip of Lindsay Ellis getting hit in the face with hot dogs. No, that was Brie Larson's uh, interview video for uh, Kevin Feige uh, for Captain Marvel. But um, It was Lindsay Ellis getting hit in the face with hot dogs. Oh, okay. I'll so, leave it to my imagination. Yes. Believe me, it was very funny, Jesse. <laughs> believed. I believe if, you, sir. If Mark was here and he saw it, he would crack up. He, and, yes. And, uh, okay. I believe that, too. Okay. So, check it out. Article number one. Starting things off, getting off of Spider-Man 3. Marvel's Blade actor couldn't sleep thanks to surprise MCU cameo. Um, obviously, everybody here on the panel already knows who we're talking about here, what we're talking about. Has everybody here seen The Eternals? Ooh. No, Straight I haven't on. seen it. I have not seen I it. I have. I've heard all about it. Did Andrew? You, I was going to say, Jesse, did you hear our yeah, review of it? Yeah, I saw it. I saw it. I've heard a lot of reviews about it, so you, if you want to spoil it, spoil it. Are you talking it, about the review on the Rutledge Broadcasting, Alexis, or the one we did? The one y'all did. Well, I was asking if, you saw, if Jess saw either of them. So. Oh, okay. Um, you guys yeah, I was going to say, I, I've heard, I've heard go a couple of podcasts about it. Go ahead. No, Jess, you got to go through that film, man. It, I mean, you got to check it out. Um, I hear, I hear, I hear some good stuff about it. My, you know, I, I'm one of these guys that doesn't get to the theater very often, and uh, then my daughter goes and gives me a full report when she comes back. You want to know what the full report was? Harry Styles is so hot. That's all I got. So. All right. Well, at this point, it's been so long since the Eternals came out that I'm sure you guys have already heard about the fact that in one of the end credit scenes, um, Kit Harrington's Black Knight when he goes to open up a box with the ebony blade in it um what what is what blade pops out and what does he say to him alexis well it's just a voiceover but you hear him say something to the effect of are you sure you want to do that yeah mm -hmm. but we find out later it's blade yeah i thought it was nick fury at first forgive me mahershala ali and samuel L. jackson do kind of sound a little alike of other very deep voices so I mean, I'm thrilled that we're gonna the blades popping up. I mean, how freaking long has it been since they made the announcement that he was gonna play the part? Yeah, it's been a while. Well, Jeff, years, uh, Jeff yeah. were you guys aware of that post credit scene already? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you were. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm fired up about that that credit scene. Well, I mean, listen, there, there really wasn't that much to see or hear. Really, it was a really short thing, so you haven't missed out on anything by not seeing it. Um, at that point, um, going to you, Jeff, what do you think about the fact that they decided to go ahead and, and wrap and, and tie up Kit Harrington's Black Knight to Blade right off the bat? Uh, I'll tell you, I, it, it's exciting because um, Black Knight and Blade go back, but they go back to the supernatural side, and it ties into Captain uh, Britain and the, the English um supernatural like the mi6 and the mi13 uh it even tied like there's some characters in captain britain there's one guy that's a squirrel that 
Um, he constantly is uh, taking the image of John Lennon, and that's his his image, and that's who he's. That's how he hides his as John Lennon, and he's part of the MI six with Blade, Black Knight, Captain Britain, uh, and there's a couple of other supernatural. Basically, they're supernatural hunters, Dracula hunters, basically werewolf hunters. Yeah, it's a, that that really got me fired up when I heard about that scene because, uh, yeah, I mean, Blade and Black Knight go back, they go back quite a bit, but it's on the supernatural side, which I think is pretty cool. Is that the especially uh, with I'm all sorry, this time travel here. stuff going on? No, go that's ahead, the, Andrew. I was gonna say that's the Excalibur team or something like that, right? It's something to do with Excalibur, right? Right. Okay. Yeah. 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 Now, speaking of Captain Britain, wasn't there a name drop of the Braddocks? Recently, in a Marvel property, yeah, I think it, it was, was an Endgame. Uh, Winter Soldier, wasn't it? Not Endgame. It was. An was it an Endgame? Was it Endgame? Yeah, when Captain America goes back in time and he sees Peggy Carter, she's on the phone talking about Agent Brad. Right, right, that's right. That's right. Oh, okay, all right. I completely missed that. So yeah, this is something about Braddock's taking care of something. Jesse, bouncing the same thing off you. What are your thoughts? I mean, was that your first time hearing about that, or did you already know about it? Well, yeah, I Jeff just educated me. I had no idea those two were even connected. Uh, I read the article, and I was like, okay, this is interesting. How are they tied together? Clearly, this is a spot in Marvel Comics that I have got a, you know, there's a bit of a, a dark area there, because I I didn't know that they even were together at any point. I mean, I'm familiar with both characters. Uh, Black Knight, less, more Blade. Um, but it's, you know, Hey, that's cool. That's, that's, uh, why would he be, con why would he be concerned uh, with black Knight picking up the blade? Like it can, can maybe somebody shed some light as to why he would say, are you sure you want to do that? Like, I think, I think he's referring to, are you sure you want to do that? Like, are you ready to, to do this supernatural thing? I got mean, it. okay. That's right. what I think. But it now I'm also, purely speculating, purely speculating. It could, also, it could also be the fact that uh, you guys, okay, those who haven't seen Eternals did hear about the ending with the Celestial showing up, right? Right, right. Yeah, um, so this Celestial, I can't even remember the name of the of this particular, Arisham? Arisham. Yeah, Arisham basically shows up on earth like parts the skies and there is a giant ass celestial head grabs cersei kingo and the inventor Festus, 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 I Festus, Festus. yeah and, and and pulls them off earth and this happened with um kit harrington's character dane watching he was actually just about to tell her about his family's backstory when this showed up and i thought that the um whole you are you sure you want to do this was because it was a pun it was pretty clear that he was going for the ebony blade to try to save cersei yeah okay that could be it that makes sense yeah, yeah. you know i mean it could there, there's a lot of different directions that it could it could play out altogether. But Andrew, um, what are, what are your thoughts? I mean, how do you feel about that that tie-in of um, of the Black Knight with Blade? Well, like I mentioned to you last time, Jeff, my 
knowledge of the Black Knight as a character only goes back to like the Silver Age comics when it's like his uncle, mm-hmm. the guy, the, he's like the villain with like the winged horse and yeah, like that's my only touchstone for the Black Knight. I think he has like a sword. That ha- I think I don't know. I don't know if he has the same sword or if it's like a replica or something. But he does no, like the same sword. It's the same. Oh, it is sword. okay. Okay, then. So he has like I guess the me- I don't know if the horse is mechanical. Then something about him is mechanical. I can't remember which which thing, but um, he's like a villain or whatever. And then I know in the comics, like the character who's played by um, John Snow. I always forget his name. <laughs> Peter um, Harrington. Harrington, there you go. That's his nephew. He's supposed to just like refers to his like uncle being like the the, the the guy, the original Black Knight and all that. So uh I don't like when Jesse was talking about him being connected to Blade and all that stuff about the comics, like my literacy of the comics is very, very low. I, I don't know that much, honestly. I Riley Touchstones is whatever was TV cartoon-wise for X-Men and Spider-Man in the 90s. And whatever's in the video games for some of the Marvel games that I played in the MCU, that's like my only touchstone. So I don't really have much to really add to that. I know I've seen the first Blade, but that's about it. So I did just look up the Ebony Blade. Um, Got a little more info here for those who are not familiar with it. Uh, Forged by Merlin from the Starstone Meteorite. The Ebony Ebony Blade was enchanted to cut through any object to prevent the death of its wielder and to deflect any magic, but it also carries a curse that would slowly corrupt any user and cause a lust for violence, bloodshed, and death. Oh, uh, well, then that might be why he's saying, are you sure you want to do that? Yeah, and that's why he was so hesitant to pick it up, and he actually said yeah. something like, forgive me for doing it, because, yeah, he knows picking that thing up exactly what's about to happen. Well, yeah, no, there is... Okay. Like like Jeff pointed out, there is a major supernatural element to the ebony blade where there yeah. is like a potential for corruption and for and for malice and for evil to be uh begotten from the usage of the blade. Um it's enchanted, uh it's it's extremely powerful. I mean, it essentially it turns into you know the, the whoever wields it into the black knight. Um and from the from a supernatural standpoint. It makes perfect sense that Blade would show up um, kind of doing his usual thing, you know, and, and just keeping an eye out when it comes to anything supernatural that's bad or like, you know, not good for anybody. Um, I think this article is kind of interesting because, of course, we all know that uh, Mahersha Ali is going to be Blade when they do the Blade film in Phase 5. Um, Ali mentioned uh, that this was the first time He'd ever had a role in the movie where he wasn't on set for filming, where he usually doesn't like how he sounds anyway during his early days. Although it was a challenge, he did show gratitude for the experience since it was the first time he felt like his time in the MCU was truly moving forward. This was on Colbert. Um, You lose a lot of sleep over it. Like I was losing a lot of sleep over this line because ideally you want to be talking once you are filming. 100% 100% of the time, my first day on any set, on any job, I hate it. I hate how I sound. I don't believe myself. You're trying to get comfortable in the character. So to have to talk before you're even actually filming was challenging. But I'm grateful for it because it made me feel real. So it's like, okay, now we're going. You know what? I like that a lot. I mean, I think that that makes a lot of sense because um, I'm sure all of you have probably heard that there's been some setbacks with the – the pre-production of blade. So, you know, 
what are y'all's thoughts on just just the whole concept of the idea that we're going to get a blade in the MCU here eventually? Uh, Jesse? Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm excited, dude. I, we had the... I remember watching the first Blade with Wesley Snipes and and just coming to the realization that this it was rated R, right? I'm I'm not misremembering. Oh that, yeah, correct? yeah, it was. Oh, it was yeah. very yeah. rated R. Yeah, and, and it was, you know, it, it was one of those movies that, hey, this is a Marvel character, but it was widely accepted as just no, it's a great vampire killer movie. Now we have the backing of the MCU and bringing that character into something that's been established as the Marvel Cinematic Universe. What's he going to mean to it? Uh, and I love uh, the actor we're getting there. Um, boy, I wish I could say Ali. the name. Go yeah. Well, his last name, Mr. Ali. Uh, Mr. Ali is coming in and he's going to do just fine, I believe. I've seen him in other things. And I love this article pointing out the fact that, you know, he's taking he's taking this role very seriously. Like this dude does not want to, he ain't even on the screen. He's just delivering how many lines, like one sentence. Did he go any, mm -hmm. did he go any further other than just like, yeah. And he's like, I want to make sure that I get this just right because it's going to set the tone for his character later on down the line. That to me is a great actor who's taking the role very seriously. So we may, you know, we may be in for a treat when Blade hits the screens. Alexis. I am really excited about this. I love Mahershala Ali. It was actually, it's actually kind of funny him playing Blade because uh, who here saw Alita Battle Angel? I love that Not movie. Me. So good. So good. Loved it. Okay. You know he's in that. Yeah, yeah. He shows up in the um, limo and everything with the shades. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's so funny because a girlfriend of mine saw that movie before I had a chance to go see it. She says, it's Wesley Snipes. Wesley Snipes is back. I'm like, Wesley Snipes isn't acting anymore. <laughs> and when I saw him, I'm like, it's not Wesley exactly. Snipes. That's Mahershala Ali. But, I was, but at the same time, I'm like, I can understand why you would get the two confused. <laughs> so, yeah, having him play the part, I'm like, uh, yeah, I can't think of anyone better. But I'm not going to lie. Someone made a suggestion a while ago for the Blade movie, and I don't think they're going to go with it, but I would love to see this. They suggested that we actually do the 1970s Blade. Oh, with the goggles and the stakes? With the goggles, the stakes, the full <laughs> black exploitation, funkadelic style that we saw in the comics. Yeah, that With would the be open shirt and the flared pants and everything, because there is something very iconic about that. And I don't think we're gonna get it, but I would kill to see that on the big screen. I think that would just be so cool. It would it would be uh, it would be a different, an absolutely different take than what I think anybody would be expecting. <laughs> I mean, exactly. a lot of people, a lot of people would want it, but nobody would expect it at all. And Blade ages slower. That is, you know, from the comics. He since right, he's half right. vampire, he slows at a very decelerated rate. So he could still not. He so it's like yeah, from the seventies to modern day, he wouldn't look that much older. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I hear Jeff, that. you have anything to, to, to drop on this? The, I remember seeing the Blade movie, I think it was like early part of 1999. I was at a convenience store looking for a videotape, something to watch. And I looked down and there it was. 
and I grabbed it and went home, put it in. It was the first time that I had seen uh, a Marvel, you know, the first Marvel movie. That was the first one I saw was Blade, and it was awesome. I mean, that, that movie was awesome. Um, and I've watched all the rest of them and watched them several times since. But, yeah, I'm fired up about Blade being there. And it says on that article that they're going to start production in July. So I, I can't wait. I mean, I really can't. I can't wait to see it. And I'm too, like everybody else, I have a hard time saying his name. But Mr. Ali's an awesome actor. I mean, and, and he's he's going to do a, an awesome job as Blade. I don't have any – no fear whatsoever. I, I think he's going to do a great job. Well, I just want to really quick just uh, take one second and just mention really quick that I know it's kind of crude and rudimentary for me to slap up this link like this on the show, but I'm going to drop this link in the actual <laughs> description for the video and that is an article that Andrew actually just wrote reviewing the new Resident Evil film. Correct, Andrew? Yeah. It came out like last week. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, I'm assuming your reaction there is your opinion of the movie there, Andrew? Uh, no, no. I, I, mm, it's complicated. <laughs> <laughs> it's complicated. Let's just say that. Fair enough, fair enough. Well, either way, that is the article. Andrew is a staff writer at Geek News Now Network, on top of an excellent guest on the MCU's Bleeding Edge. Um, Very nice of you to say, Jeff. Thank you. I just want to make sure that you all know, if you want to check out any of his content, I'll have it in the description. Um, Moving on from Blade, uh, um, Eternals, and the end credits scene, um, I wanted to get into... Echo, and I know that Jesse has not seen any of the Hawkeye series yet. Um, but Jesse, you know who Echo is, right? Well, actually, this is the first time I'd ever heard of him reading this article. I, I, I should say of her, because uh, I, uh, this again, this uh, I saw where this was in the '90s, the very late '90s. Uh, I was not picking up said. Uh, Marvel comic that this appear that Echo appeared in. So I don't want to I don't want to spoil anything, but yeah, this is the first time I'd ever heard of Echo. What an interesting backstory, and I, you know, this this makes uh, Hawkeye that much more interesting to me. Go ahead, sir. No spoilers for me. I haven't watched the third episode yet. Oh, she's going take take your headphones off and run. I don't have to. The dog's probably going to chew through the headphone cord for <laughs> five minutes. Well. So basically, what we're working with here is from Invert.com. We've got Hawkeye Episode 3 confirms a huge rumor about a Netflix Marvel crossover. Now, this is something that I know Jesse does know about, uh, at least on, on one side of it. And that's the fact that those of us who did see Hawkeye Episode 3 know that at one point when you see Maya Lopez's introduction story in the beginning of the episode um, – her father comes to like pick her up from karate practice or whatever and has her, her uncle with it. And all you see is an arm and like a shoulder, but it looks pretty clear to me. Like it's Kingpin. Yeah. Um, it's a and, big guy. Yeah. Kingpin pretty much did raise her in the comics. So that is Canon. Yes. And so basically with this article here on inverse, um, what we end up with here is episode two ended with a huge villain reveal. 
uh, finally giving Marvel fans a glimpse at Maya Lopez, also known as Echo. In episode three, we learned about her upbringing as a deaf child raised by her father, and the world doesn't understand her. By the end of the episode, a mysterious figure only referred to as Uncle had been mentioned a number of times, but the only glimpse of the character was a hand pinching Maya's cheek after a karate match. Um, so would this uncle be considering he's a true villain of the entire show? Uh, to comics fans, there's only one real explanation. Kingpin is back. Here's everything you need to know. So they go into the whole backstory of the Kingpin, which, just to make it very clear, we've talked about this in The Bleeding Edge before, Kingpin raises Echo when her father dies. And that's as simple as that. He's a, he's her stepfather. Um, and I just want to reach out to everybody out here in the panel, um, starting with you, Jeff. You know, what would you what what would you say if you had to rate it on a one through ten scale? What would you what would your rating be if we'll get Kingpin in the Hawkeye series? Uh, and then beyond that, what are your thoughts on whether or not that is Kingpin and etc.? Yeah, it is Kingpin. Uh, I I don't know who else it could be because Crazy Horse isn't going to refer to anybody else's uncle except for Kingpin. Um, I like the way they did it. In this ep in, in this last episode of Hawkeye, I, I like the story, even though it's a little bit different from what I from the original story. But it's it's I understand why they did it. But yeah, she's um, Kingpin's going to be there. I think he'll probably pop up probably in five, maybe. They may show him. I just hope they give him, you know some screen time i hope it's not like a silhouette of him in the background i didn't like the fact that all they showed was a hand you know but it's definitely uncle because her father he worked for kingpin so okay so are you so are you 50 percent sure i'm, I'm about 80 i'm about 87.99 percent sure <laughs> that's really close to 88 <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I would say, I mean, I'm, I'd, I'll go 100%. I mean, there's no other uncle. That's, you know, I mean, her dad, clearly, the way they've set up this series, these first three episodes, there's definitely a, a, a sense of something sinister going on other than just the tracksuit mafia. They need a villain. The tracksuit mafia are like a bunch of jokes. Right. Like right. There's a lot of there's room. a lot more sinister going on. I think her mom played a major role in her 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 dad's death. In in Kate Bishop's dad's death. I think we're going to see the swordsman pop up. We just saw him at the end of that of uh, this last episode. Um. So actor, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of stuff plays, to piece together. The actor that plays the that character, Tony Dalton, says that he's not right. going to be the swordsman. God, oh, really? There's no other way. He's got to be. He's got the mustache, though. He said he's, he's got not the mustache. All of the swords in the house. I'm just he telling you what he said. He said, he, he said he's not going to be that character in the Hawkeye series. He's not going to be. I hope he's. Oh. I hope he's just bluffing. Well, maybe he he'll be maybe he'll be the swordsman in the next season. I mean, yeah, I know be. that we're gonna get more with Kate be. Bishop's character, and I mean, forgive me, if we're getting Kingpin and Echo, and we know that Yelena is gonna pop up from the Black Widow movie. Maybe they felt that. that adding, yeah, maybe they thought that adding swordsman was too. Do you too think much. they'll just do a? Do you think they'll they'll just do like a like a forty five second shot? 
of Yelena, or do you think yeah, they'll yeah. actually give her some lines? They better give her some lines. She's an amazing Florence Pugh. Is an I'm just amazing curious actress. how they're going to do it because I mean we're we're only we only have three more episodes left. I know. It's you know, crazy. so I mean they're going to have to cram a lot of stuff in in the next three episodes. Andrew. But yeah, that's Kingpin, Jeff. To answer your question, I, I'm 100 positive. Okay, and I'll hold you to that, Andrew. What are your thoughts, brother? What do you think? What's your? Uh, how do you? What? How? 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 What would you rate the uh, us getting Kingpin and Hawkeye? Again, I don't. I, I never read the Matt Fraction run of Hawkeye. I don't have that much knowledge about Echo as a character, but I've seen and heard enough rumors about this. I mean. I think last time was the last time when we got together, Jeff. We watched like that uh, fan made trailer where they kind of integrated like yeah. footage from Daredevil in there, and we kind of it looked convincing. But then we realized, that, you know, something wasn't adding up. Um, I mean, this the gate of the guy's walk, like you can see, like him like walking into not his, you know, his upper body, but you could it's just the size of the person who walked in seems like a larger person, like a larger man. So. Yes. I don't know. I don't remember the voice. I try. I like rewinded it a couple of times, but I still couldn't like definitively say, "Oh yeah, that's Vincent D'Onofrio." But it's a large person who would perfectly fit that role. And then them being coy with just saying "uncle," it's like if it was just whatever character, they wouldn't be coy with it. They wouldn't be trying to be cute with it. I'm thinking. So it must I be think, like. Go ahead. I don't think there was any audio, uh, Andrew. I I don't think you hear him speak. I think all you see is him physically. Okay, so the, okay, that's what I was thinking. I was like, like, do we hear any? Like, I, I wasn't sure. No. Maybe because you know when we get those, with when it's echo, like we don't really hear anything. So I was wondering, I'm like, was there like a voice for like the audience, or was it just nothing because we're listening through her like point of view? So I wasn't sure. Okay, so nothing then. All right, that makes okay. So hey, you know how it sense. is. Sometimes maybe good. Sometimes maybe shit. You never know. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, hey. It's not like we don't need more Vincent D'Onofrio playing that role. Anytime somebody needs an example of how amazing of an actor he is, you play them the Good Samaritan speech from the end of the first season of Daredevil. That scene still haunts me with how amazing he did it. Good call, Alexis. Um, I think that we all would would be in agreement. Although, honestly, I have to ask you, I don't know, Andrew, I can't remember. Did you see the Daredevil Netflix series? Yes. Uh, I saw all of it except for the last season. I still have not seen the last season. Okay. I haven't seen the last season yet. That's the season like, post-Defenders, right? Yes. Yeah. The first yeah, season is the best season, I think. Really? I liked, I love the whole like conflict he has with uh, Frank Castle. I love in season two with uh, Punisher and all that. Yeah. No, oh, it's yeah. cool. I mean, the whole yeah. series is great. The whole series is great. Um, the scene and- when, you, when Punisher shows up and you hear the guy saying, it was just one man and then you see him slowly walking into the hospital. Oh my god, that was so good. <laughs> oh, it was. It was. Um, so you know, um, as far as the whole thing with uh, with Yelena Belova, I'd have to believe that um, she's going to have to pop up right here in probably episode four or episode five. I mean, because they're not going to bring her in for nothing. She's going to have some kind of actual weight. I would think in the series, um, how it's going to go down. I don't know, but, um, I'm actually really, really, uh, looking forward to seeing her again. And it, it, I want to ask you, Jesse, since you haven't caught Hawkeye yet, got kind of just, you know, veering off. Um, what are your thoughts on Yelena Belova? Cause I know you saw black widow. 
Right. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, it's a good point that we only, if there's only three episodes left, what a, and they don't do, if they don't do anything uh, in this season, I mean, you've got to have that be a whole arc uh, or the whole season two, um, because that really set up that last end credit scene uh, in, in Black Widow set up this conflict that we're all waiting for. Uh, mm -hmm. For some reason, uh, my daughter hates Hawkeye, and I think it's a lot of it's because he uh, Black Widow died instead. All right, oh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I don't know why, but let me just say, Jesse, she, I love your daughter to death. She's one of my best customers, but smack. <laughs> so she she was like really rooting for uh, say say the name again, Yolona. Yolona. Yelena, okay. Just uh, say anyway. Yelena. You don't have Black to say Black Widow's sister, right? Black no, Widow's that sister. Works too. Okay. <laughs> she was really rooting for her. So, uh, you know, when we sit down and watch the series, she's if we don't get her in this first season, it better be, like I said, all of season two, or there's going to be some people that are going to say that that was a wasted moment. Among them, your, your daughter. Yeah, sure. Yeah, my daughter, <laughs> yeah, she will be a really upset. She wants to see Hawkeye die. I don't know why. I said that. Uh, her and William would get along then from Geek Gauntlet podcast because William oh can't God. stand Hawkeye either. <laughs> yes, sir. Which I don't understand because I love Hawkeye. I thought everybody loved Hawkeye, but his character is awesome. I, I, yeah, I, I, I love never Hawkeye had any too. Problem with you. Never I, had I, any problem with her. I, I like the idea that we've got a character who's balancing superhero and a family. Actually, this yeah, is something bro. you don't see very bro. often. He's right, a right, blue right. guy. He's like you need him in the Avengers. Like you, without without him, there is no Avengers. He's like he answered a lot of those questions in this last episode when him and Kate were talking. You know, when they were eating, and he told her, you know, he spent twenty years avoiding people, trying to hide. You know, <laughs> as a ghost, <laughs> they drop. Oh, well, let's not talk spoilers, but yeah, that was a good scene. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hate to say it. I deal with so many customers at the cons who hate that. Haw they, they're, they're with your daughter, Jesse. They hate that Hawkeye's the one who lived and that Black Widow died. But so, forgive me, so many of them, it's just they feel that it was an insult, insult to women that yeah. they killed really? off the female character. To which I'm saying, I don't even look at it like that. I, I'm sorry. I know that Black Widow's an awesome character and all, but I've really felt like it was a natural conclusion to her story. I thought I it made more ask, sense. I'll have to ask if feminism is a part of her reason for hatred for Hawkeye. Um, who knows? I just know when he shows up on screen, all I hear is I hate him. And I'm like, what? what happened? I mean, this guy, you know, he only helped save the world. That's all. What did you guys think that they finally included Hawkeye's deafness? I, yeah, I, look, cool. I not yeah, seen the, not seen more the real. series. I like that. Yeah, angle, I was gonna yeah. say I've not seen the series, but I've heard about it, and I'm glad that they did something like that. Yeah. Well, jumping off again in a different direction, I actually, as always, I've always gotten a little bit of a wild card for y'all here on the Bleeding Edge, just to kind of change things up a little bit. So, real quick, Alexis, I think I've already watched this with you once. Um. But I haven't watched it with Jesse or Andrew or Jeff, so. Police! Hands up! 
is a tool. But when that light hits the sky, it's not just a goal. It's a warning. before you've nothing left. I don't care what happens to me. It's only gonna get worse for you. Whoa, take it easy, sweetheart. Hear everything they say, ain't you? Maybe we're not so different. Who are you under there? All right. I think that dog liked it. <laughs> oh, did you hear? You heard Cleo there? Cleo definitely appreciated the Batman 2 uh, second trailer. Look, all I can say Actually, guys, I'm oh, oh, sorry. That is actually the whimpering of I need to go let her out, so I will be right okay. back. All right, Alexis. So I saw I'm my guy when I got to pee. Go ahead. I'm I've got a bottle right underneath me right now that I'm hey, going, all right. there you go. going well, right I'm now. I'm finishing this one and I'm going to yeah. use it. <laughs> yeah, I'm multitasking. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm telling you right now, um, I've seen both of the Batman trailers. I'm not going to play the first one right now, but it's freaking dope as hell. And I'm telling you right now, um, I I would bet I would bet a hundred bucks right now that that this Batman movie is going to be fucking awesome, like straight up. It's going to be fucking great like i'm telling you i just have a feeling i don't care what you know we'll see what happens but uh my money is that it's gonna be like a game changer um I, that trailer is awesome i mean what do you think jesse yeah man i'm excited for the batman uh you, my goodness uh, it's been a while since i've sat down and enjoyed a real good batman film so uh i am I'm up for it. I think Pattinson's going to do a, a remarkable job. Uh, what we got there in the trailer it looks action-packed. Hopefully, everything, uh, you know, it. one of the things that those films tend to fall a victim to is just, I, I'm sure you guys have heard, let's let's hear the Batman origin yet again. I don't think we're going to be getting that. I don't no. think that that's what's going to be happening. I think they finally no. like may have learned their lesson and been like, okay, let's get into a Batman story. They're not doing just... it, Jesse. 
It's going, I know, man. It's going straight into Batman Year Two, his second right, year as Batman. From that that's point, good. that's good. That's good. So, so yeah, think, I'm excited for it. You think Pattinson looks legit as Batman? I mean, I enjoy. I I, I enjoy what I saw there. He he isn't. I mean, look, the dude gets criticism because of the whole Twilight thing, and you know, I I, I let a, a, one role is not going to speak for an actor for me. Uh, it, I, I will absolutely let somebody have an, a, a shot at something ba solely based on their acting uh, ability, not because of what's come before. They get typecast and stuff, and they get a lot of criticism. And in this case, I think Pattinson will do just fine. Andrew, what do you think? Had you seen that trailer before? You actually played that same trailer for me the first time I was on your show. <laughs> oh, okay. Awesome. Did you enjoy right. it the second time? Hey, yeah, it's still you, enjoyable. Yeah. So what do you think right. now? I mean, you've caught it a couple times and whatnot. I mean, what are your thoughts? You heard what I said, what my proclamation was for Batman and how, how good the movie's going to be. What do you think? I mean, I'm sure it's going to be good. I have a feeling it's going to be. I, I, I agree with you, Jeff. I do think it, it's kind of like I don't, I don't speak for most Batman fans. I'm not the biggest Batman fan. But I think a lot of people have been clamoring for something a little more like noir and gritty and kind of has like yeah. this like rough and I mean, remember the first trailer where he like he just beats that guy to like a within an inch yeah. of his life. He's just yeah. brutal and just like Oh, did you so, see him in that second trailer where he's beating the guy on the ground and all the cops like back up and everything or whatever? Like they all like retreat. Right, right, right. Yeah, I'm not talking about the one. Yeah, but I was talking about the one where like the guys with the, like the clown makeup and stuff. Yeah, like, like they approach him and he just like just bah, 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 just over repeatedly. It's like Jesus Christ, yeah. like he has anger issues, but like like that's what people want. I mean, from Batman, you definitely want something a little more gritty. Um, I my favorite depiction of Batman is the Christopher Nolan the trilogy because I, I I love the dialogue and the lines. Like those movies are so quotable and like like they're memes like the how back and forth but like for me like i i saw i think my the first the first movie i ever saw in my life i think was the batman forever movie with uh nicole kidman and like with tommy lee jones and jim carrey so like i've seen every batman movie in theaters since because nicole kidman is that why just the whole movie oh okay i wasn't sure <laughs> i was like there's no context but uh i i i'm ex i'm excited for this um march thankfully isn't that far away but uh this looks like what people want i, mm, I i'm not sure the movie looks very brown and very dark like visually dark not not thematically but like visually looks very dark and brown and orange and i'm not really a fan of like but Such... it's Gotham. It's Gotham. What do you expect? Right, but there was also Gotham like in the Christopher Nolan trilogy where it's like a little more color varied and stuff. A little bit, not much, right? It's very covered in steam and smoke everywhere, but I don't know. Well, I... Tonally, it looks good. I hope the cinematography is just as good, so we'll see. Two things. Two things got to be in a Batman trailer. Okay, low lighting, and it's probably going to be raining. Uh, and so those two were in the trailer. It's definitely a Batman <laughs> Alexis, right. what about what about that end of that trailer where you see the car chase and then you see Batman horizontally walking towards the car and everything? Tell me that that doesn't look awesome. It does, and I th I've mentioned this before because, like you said, before you've you've played this 
on more have. than a few shows oh, that I've guested oh, on. I love this game. I think he's excited fun. about the movie. Yeah, that I still can't believe that's uh, Colin Farrell underneath the penguin makeup. That is, he is completely unrecognizable. Most definitely, he is. <laughs> and I want to say that Zoe Kravitz looks pretty decent as uh, Catwoman. Um, from what we saw of her, she looked pretty good. Um, you know, which is great because I mean, uh, these uh, currently right now as far as like. The, the CW DCEU shows that are going on right now, like Supergirl and whatnot, and everything, and uh, Batgirl or whatever that that stuff's a bunch of junk. So, I mean, anything's got to be better than that. But, uh, Jeff, what'd you think of the trailer, man? Man, I love it. I hope Pattinson does a good job, though. I mean, he he was the, the last thing I saw him in, the most recent thing that I've saw him in was The Devil All the Time on Netflix with with Tom Holland and Sebastian Stan, and, you know, and he did a great job in that, but no, it's vicious, man. The fighting scenes in that's just vicious. And I'm so glad it doesn't seem like it's going to be a slow Batman. You know, we're, you know, we see him do a bunch of detective work. Oh, this looks like it's going to be straight up violent, you know, and I can't figure out if it's, if we got the Riddler penguin. And then who are the clowns? Are the clowns going to be with, are we going to see a Joker? I think the clowns are actually a little bit. Because I was trying to figure out if if they're with the Riddler or if they're if that's like you know if they're actually going to bring in another Joker. I didn't see any Joker in the background, so. I'm thinking more Dark Knight Returns or Dark Knight, uh, yeah, Dark Knight Returns uh, style with the mutants who flock around Batman in that book, very Frank Miller esque. But it's dark. I don't think we're going to get a Joker, Jeff. For everything that we've heard so far, there's not going to be a Joker of this film. Um, I really don't want there to be a Joker. See, I, no, me either. That's play. what I was saying. I'm hoping that, you know, we stick with the Riddler and, you know, maybe they will maybe they might throw a Scarecrow in there or something, but, you know. No. Penguin uh, and Riddler is fine. The actor that's playing the Riddler is really talented. Um, it, he was in uh, 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 <laughs> Shit. I'm trying to think of his name, uh, Paul Dano. From now, uh, that's who's sitting at the bar when they at the beginning of that trailer, yeah, right? Yeah, who yeah. will be blood? Yeah, Paul Dano. No, he's great, and in the first Batman trailer, he's really great. Um, but so Pattinson is kicking some serious ass in this movie. I mean, the fight scenes look just awesome. They do. I mean, yeah, vicious they're great. Batman. Yeah, vicious, and that silhouette of walking to the car. Reminded me of the Batman versus Superman movie when he's walking in the rain to meet up against Superman. Mm. You know how in the cape and everything's in the background. That's exactly how it looked to me when he was walking up to that car. But oh, yeah, I hope it. I hope he does great. Let me ask you, Jeff. I'm going to hold you to this, okay? A couple of months right. from now, I'm going to hold you to this. Shit. You're holding me what, like two your, things what's tonight. Your, uh, what's your What's your call on how how good this Batman film is going to end up being when we actually get to watch it? Give it a rating. Give it a. What do you think it's going to be? Give it a one out of ten. One out of ten. I'll give it a. Uh, I'll give it an eight. Yeah, okay. I'll give it a high eight. Jesse Starcher. I'll go with seven. Okay. Seven point nine three. You're be, you're being uh you're being optimistic yet pessimistic at the same yeah, time. Sure. <laughs> no, I like it. Solid seven. Mm, uh, <laughs> eight. Cleo. 
That was actually Eddie barking, but Cle oh, okay. Eddie, I apologize, Eddie. I didn't no. mean to bust the balls there. My bad. No, um, that's Eddie barking because Cleo's trying to steal his food. <laughs> Eddie is trying to set up some. I, Eddie is okay. So Eddie follows me everywhere because he's my shadow. But I had to feed the dogs. That's why she was growling. Actually, she wanted food. So I realized that if I put Eddie's food out, but then I come in here, he will walk in here and leave his food alone, and Cleo will eat it. So I drag the, his food in here with him. Like, here, you can eat your <laughs> eat the food while I'm recording. But yeah, now Cleo ate her food, and now she's following Eddie around. Like, so you're gonna walk away from that, and then I can eat what's left, right? And Eddie is so pissed. Okay, Andrew, what's your what's your rating? What do you think? What's your call on Batman when <laughs> out? What? What just happened? Give me a one through ten rating. What do you think Batman's gonna be like when we actually see it? You're talking to me, Jeff? I'm sorry. Yeah, Andrew. Yeah. Oh, so the screen went black and then like you're muted, so I had no idea what just happened. That transition. I don't oh, know what I'm happened. sorry, brother. Yeah. Uh, uh Andrew, uh, your screen is frozen. Oh, is that what happened? I see. Yeah. We still uh, okay. see your face, but it' not moving. Oh, okay, that's weird. Cause my I can hear um, you and see you. All right, I'm moving my head <laughs> a lot. <laughs> um, I'm I'm gonna thinking of eight two. Eight seems like the safe number for like a good a good a movie that should do well financially. It'll probably be critically acclaimed. I'm thinking. Are we going off like what, like the the Rotten Tomatoes score or our own personal? No, one? no, off just off your <laughs> off the trailers. Yeah, eight feels good. Eight feels about safe i'd say so i'm going 9.5 i'm gonna leave just oh a little bit of, Very little optimistic. Of air, well how many times you played the trailer it better be a 9.5 <laughs> <laughs> well, we want you to rate the movie not the trailer rate the movie what do you think the movie's gonna do 9.5 huh? 9.5 right there all baby. right all right I'll, somebody hold him to that all right point <laughs> five. I am on that Batman dick, baby. I'm on there. <laughs> Riding it on out. All right. Yeah. Good All deal. The way. So, anyways. <laughs> anyways. Uh, so, Tom Holland's Spider-Man will be getting another trilogy of the MCU, producer says. This is from Deseret News. <laughs> will Tom Holland return to the MCU? This is, of course... Talking about this is from November 29th from Herb Schreibner, and this is based off of Amy Pascal confirming to Fandango that Tom Holland's Spider Man will return to the Marvel Cinematic Universe for a new trilogy of films after No Way Home. Um, now she says this is not the last movie that we are going to make with Marvel, this is not the last Spider Man movie. We are getting ready to make the next Spider-Man movie with Tom Holland and Marvel. We're thinking of this as three films, and now we're going to go on to the next three. This is not the last of our MCU movies. So, all right, panel. Um, people, Sony insiders have already come out and said that it, there's nothing official in the cards, that there there is no official word that there's going to be them doing any more Spider-Man films. But this is Pascal talking about it a couple days from now. Um, what do you think, um, going to you, uh, Jeff, do you think that, um, I heard, I heard a lot of different things too. One thing I heard, uh, was it that Tom Holland was ready to move on and like, you know, do something else because he's been 
doing the Spider-Man stuff. But now I don't know how accurate that was. Um, Do you know how much know, money I mean, Tom Holland's going to end up making if he does a trilogy, another trilogy with with Marvel and Sony? I mean, if he does, think about it. He's got. They're going to have to transition, and and they can do it. They can transition him from, I guess, what high school now to college, to college and and then, you know, have him have him in the college. You know, I guess they can do it. I, that's the first that I'd heard of that, because like I said, the last thing I had heard was that he was he was ready to move on to other things to do other movies. Now I don't know if that means. You know, other Spider-Man movies. He didn't say. He just, you know, from what I've read. The Avengers is still the Avengers. At the end of the day, right? It's right. The the what is it like? Two out of the three most highest-grossing films in box office history were both Avengers films. So I mean, I I can honestly say that that's one of the Marvel characters, and I hate to say it, but I will be honest. I have never been a big follower of Spider-Man. I just never have been. I mean, I, it's not that I've never read his stuff. I know the story and everything, and I know the, the characters and all, but I've never been a big fanboy of Spider-Man. It's just never been my favorite Marvel character. Well, that's okay. At the end of the day, my But I like Spider-Man. Jeff, you know as well as I do, Jeff, Marvel Studios is going to make more Avengers films. And oh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's going to be yeah. sooner than later that it happens, too, I think. And they're not going to do the Avengers without Spider-Man without Tom Holland and right. I, I at the end of the day cash they spent too much money getting him on here now I don't get the vibe from Tom Holland Jesse what do you think I don't get the vibe from Tom Holland that he's one of those artsy like Edward Norton types that's gonna like uh pass up on like 60 million dollars a movie or whatever no, I don't need so, it I don't need it listen did Tom Holland say that because if it came out of his mouth most likely you probably shouldn't put any stock in it because I think when he got called out for accidentally uh, revealing a few things a while back, he finally just decided, oh, I'm just going to say anything I want and people will either believe it or not. And, uh, you know, he, I don't buy it. That's either. what I thought too. Yeah. I, I think that he would most like, if you want to make money, I would think that you do, sir. Why don't you go ahead and stick with making the Spider-Man films and, you know, so I was trying to think of which actor in the MCU has done the most, been in the most films. I would assume it's, is it Robert Downey Jr. Or Jr. Black okay. Widow. All right. Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. There you go. So, um, you know, another three uh, Spider-Man movies uh, under your belt uh, and possibly getting in any additional Avengers movies that are coming out or whatever. I don't see why you'd want to pass that up. And it, boy, if you it, just think about what would actually happen if he did move on. Now, Marvel could do some things to kind of set things up. Uh, I mean, what you'd be doing is you'd probably put in your, uh, if you can, get a live action Miles Morales in there and go with the ultimate Spider Man uh, or, you know, Miles Morales. And this Spider Verse thing, wouldn't that be something if that was a post credit scene? We get a Miles Morales in there, um, or I should say, Spider-Man: No Way Home. Um, just setting up some things, but Tom Holland walking away from Cash, uh, you know, he would be a better man than I. If that was the case. My, I, there's a mountain of cash. Okay, well, I'm just going to go over here and, and do my uh, my little art film. Look at his popularity too. I mean, as right. the character, it's just through oh. the roof. Oh, the poor teenage girls would be crying if he walked away from Spider-Man. 
That's just the way it would happen. There would be floods. And you know he's tears. making bank. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, Alexis, what do you think? I think it's pretty certain that we're going to get a trilogy, at least, out of Spider-Man with Sony and Marvel still yet, right? Clarify for me, the article, did it say specifically Sony is doing another Tom Holland Spider-Man uh, trilogy? Or did it just say they're doing another Spider-Man trilogy? She she doesn't, Amy Pascal doesn't mention Tom Holland. She just says, this is not the last movie that we are going to make with Marvel. This is not the last Spider-Man movie. We are getting ready to make the next Spider-Man movie with Tom Holland. Oh, here we go. With Tom Holland okay. and Marvel. Okay. Yeah, we're thinking of this as three films. And now we're going to go on to the next three. This is not the last of our MCU movies. I'm with uh, Jesse on this one then. Let's go ahead and bring in Miles Morales. I honestly, not, I that, that. I, not that I don't love Tom Holland as Spider-Man. I do. But I think they would be smart to start setting up the next Spider-Man, if that is Miles Morales' same universe, or if we are getting a multiverse, different Spider-Man thing. I don't know, but I think that is the smarter move. Not to mention, we have seen the Miles Morales as a fan favorite. We know that the audiences love him, and I have no doubt in my mind that if... Uh, Peter Parker were to step back from being Spider-Man in the MCU and Miles Morales were to step in, I do think that the audiences would love it. Yeah, I mean, who else would do it? I mean, who, who else can you say, okay, well, Peter Parker's going to take a, you know, take a break. Who steps up and become, are we, are we going, I, I'm certain that the Marvel Cinematic Universe wants to avoid the Clone Saga with all... You know all it can so it's not going to bring in kane it's not going to bring in the clone peter parker whatever they're it's it's got to be miles if anybody's picking up the torch well did you hear the news jesse about the 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 new director that's going to be directing captain marvel 2. I can't wait Jeff, to rewatch it so I can see what that was. <laughs> I don't know who that was. What the flying fuck did that have to do with Captain Marvel? <laughs> is, is there a Brie Larson joke in there somewhere? Oh my god! I, I don't you know. even want to know, Jesse. All right, all right. I'm glad I couldn't see it then. <laughs> Too much history. It was a bald chick in a warped video making her look like a hippo with a Waluigi style. Waluigi, yeah. <laughs> the hat Rest too. of the show, I Jeff. genuinely do not get what the hell it meant. All I want is just for you to play video clips and then I want Alexis to describe it to me so I can figure out what the hell I watched and just hear what she has to say. Oh, man. And I'm going to try her best to describe it. <laughs> Jesse, when the show's over... I'm going to send you all the clips on Facebook. Fantastic. Put it in the show notes. In the comments, Mark's like literally just turned tuned in, and that's what I just saw. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the show, Mark. Glad you're joining us and watching. Oh, my God. Jeez, oh we got Mark not, not the Not the best first impression. <laughs> Mark, what is going on, man? I'm telling you. Mark, I'll tell you what. 
Mark has a link for Restream. So being an intelligent man as he is, he knows if he ever just wants to jump onto the studio and pop up, he can. So he can do it. You know, nice. he, he's got that kind of he's got that kind of uh, play over here on the bleeding edge. So, anyways, yeah, I got to be honest with you. I mean, um, Jeff, I don't know about um, what Tom Holland has said or hasn't said. I, I'll, I'll be honest about it, as far as his future or whatever. But at the end of the day, um, he's so damn popular as Spider-Man. Spider-Man is so popular that I just can't see how he'll walk away from playing that character. He's going to he's gonna cash in. He's going to bank. Um, right. I, by the time they get to the next set of Avengers films, he's going to be making like $60 million a movie or something like that. Like, seriously. Like Robert Downey Jr. money. Um, we got Mark. Hi, Jesse. Thanks, Jeff. Driving home from seeing Wolf. What's Is Wolf a movie? It's a very interesting... It it's a very interesting independent film uh, featuring, if I got it right, teenagers who have mental disorders where they think they're animals. Oh, I have seen the trailer for that one. Yeah, oh, I just remember... I saw They were talking about it on the network chat and one guy basically was like, wait, you saw the Jack Nicholson movie? <laughs> And everyone's like, and now we're all going, wow, now we feel old. Thanks for that. So you're talking about like the deer people, like those people who think they're deer? Something like that. I don't not know. It's not just limited to deer. Yeah, that I just saw great. one teaser for and I was like, okay. Uh, Mark and I keep making jokes about how we need to review more awards bait style movies. So. Awards bait. Well, <laughs> I was on TikTok the other day in the comment section of one of my videos and um, I told this one person, I was like, I'm a tree. I'm a tree person. So respect my pronouns, bitch. Oh, I'm made out of heart. Jeff. I'm a tree. A tree oh, person. There are people out there who consider themselves tree people, and they want uh, respect. That's like why I don't leave my basement, okay? I'm just yeah, there's people out there. They want to be called tree person. That's like, like more power to them. That's like funny. Groot, right? Yeah, just like, like Groot. Oh, like, wow. group, kind of like group, like group, but not binary. I didn't have enough alcohol at the company Christmas party to do all this. <laughs> Go get another beer, Alexis. <laughs> like group, but trans at the same time. I want a beer now. Anyway, <laughs> get me out of here. <laughs> so, as far as the whole Sony Doctor Strange, now one thing I will say is that we've never actually gotten any details from Sony or Marvel in terms of what kind of new sharing agreement they've made to use Tom Holland in the MCU. They've never released the details on any of that. Mm -hmm. um, but I want to ask you guys, um, basically, what when it comes to Sony and when it comes to Marvel Studios, I think we all already know that Sony basically makes all the, they're the ones making the money off of this whole exchange, basically, at the end of the day. They're benefiting, um, yeah. Yeah, so... Um, what do y'all think about Sony? Like, I mean, they're going to be doing um, a a Craven the Hunter film with Taylor Aaron Johnson that played Quicksilver. He's going to be yeah. he's going to be um, he's actually going to you know he's going to be in the Sony verse. Uh, they're going to do. Wait, Venture they want him to play Craven? Yeah, he's going to be Craven. Yeah, that was announced back like in June, I believe. That's when they first announced it. There's no a idea. miscasting of epic proportions if I've ever heard one. Well, what do you think, Andrew? 
what do you think about Sony's Sony verse? Do you have what? What do you make of it? I do remember this because I remember being so confused because I actually wrote an article about it when that they first announced that, and I was like, like, wait, like this skinny, really skinny guy? They want him to be Craven? Like what? Like okay, interesting. Maybe they see something I don't see, but it it's a real like uh, Alexa said. That's a really bizarre casting choice. Um, if they can pull it off, more power to them. I don't know how. I don't know what the angle would be. Um, I has Craven ever been like part of like a bigger group? I actually don't know. Has he? Yeah, been? he was a part. He was a part of one version of the Sinister Six, I believe. I, okay, yeah, so that was the first thing I thought of too. Was like it's somehow tied to the Sinister Six. Yeah, um, I know he's I know. piled around with his uh, Rogues Gallery, but I can't think of uh, like. I, I've, yeah. I've heard I've heard from other people too who just like people who have like YouTube channels also or like have their whole like you know digital persona around the Marvel stuff that uh they're trying to craft some kind of sinister six like with Morbius and like it's distinct from the you know the no way home sinister six like a different set of Sony specific sinister six kind of thing uh, I don't know if they're, if they're maybe trying to they're just continuing trying to build up their own universe with venom and all that and Morbius and the connection with vulture and all that stuff like they could be trying to make something that's going to be like kind of how venom can stand on it on his own i wonder if they're trying to make like a sinister six team up movie that can stand on its own for, without maybe spider-man who knows they but, have the right disney just right. needs to buy sony already and get it over with well you know alexis you know that they that sony has the rights to like something crazy like 280 or 300 and something uh different characters from the marvel comics that, Not only that, that, Sony owns Ghostbusters. Can you imagine what would happen if Disney owned Ghostbusters? Oh boy, is that a good thing or a bad thing? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Lots. Of I think marketing. it could be. A, I think it's. A, I think it could be a potentially a very good thing. Oh okay. I also think it means we'd get some more animated Ghostbusters series on Disney Plus, and I have no problem. That's with not that. a bad thing. I don't care who has that thing to do with Ghostbusters. If it has to do with that Ghostbusters chick with the, all the ladies in it and whatnot a couple of years ago, that shit was a fucking bomb. <laughs> was it that bad? To, I never saw it, actually. You'd have to pay me to watch that shit. It wasn't that good. It had some clever parts of it, and I could see why younger kids thought it was kind of cool. Mm. Um, but all in all, no, it just wasn't that good. If not to mention, a lot of the jokes felt very forced. There was a lot of comments. It's like it was like there were some really funny jokes in there. And I'll swear to God, Chris Hemsworth is hilarious when he does comedy because he was great in it. He was really funny. Yeah, I I enjoyed his part in there. Yeah, but there were so many scenes. It was just like, I mean, there's one scene where somebody draws some graffiti, angering. uh, I think it's Leslie Jones's character. And then when you step back, you realize he's drawn the original Ghostbusters logo. And then one of the oh. other girls goes, wow, I think that kind of looks like a logo for us and snaps a picture. And it's like, oh, my God, did you need to spell that out for us? <laughs> oh, man. Well, OK. So have they said what the Craven plot's going to be about? Uh, at all? I mean, anybody? They okay. have not. I'm, no. hoping I'm hoping it's going to be Craven the Last Hunt from the yeah. Spider-Man comics. That was one of the most depressing stories I've ever read and covered on my show. Uh, we we it talked is, about it, Jesse. It's very depressing. 
yeah, yeah. I mean, it's if they do that, I mean, it's like good luck getting a sequel then, because uh, the way that that ends is not good. Although he does come back, believe it or not, Craven the Hunter does come back after the end of that uh, storyline. But uh, I think that it probably depends. It really depends on how Morbius is going to do. I mean, if Morbius okay. does well, then we'll probably start seeing the development of this uh, Sony Spider Verse or whatever they're doing. They're going to turn him into a hero. That's what they've been doing. They turn Venom into a hero. They're turning Morbius into a hero. They're going to find a way to turn Craven into a hero. They want Craven all is. Be... I don't understand why Craven though. I mean, yeah. like he's got to be. He's always felt like a villain to me. I can't say that I've ever read anything. He's going to be a villain. Hero. I think he's going to be a villain. And Jeff, you tell me. Um, I feel like they're already starting to kind of make it look like they're going to end up doing Venom as like a team-up with Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I haven't, I've yet to see the second Venom movie. I really need to get out and see that movie, but I don't know. I, I don't know. You're talking about with, I feel Oh man, you there, Jeff? I don't hear him. I don't hear oh, geez, the ghost got him. You invited, you invited Lord Death in the background in a minute. All right. Anyways, Jeff, that was that was a great response, but um, hopefully you'll pop back on. Mark says. Mark says something interesting in the chat. He says, "I don't know if it's true." But he says, "I think Disney is prevented by law from buying another company." Is that true? Let's take that with a grain of salt, uh, and I'll, I'll look it up uh, as as we discuss. I'm it. on it. Come here, sleep. Please, come here. Find please. out. Find out if Mark Radlich is telling the truth. Because that sounds like I very. I doubt that man sometimes. That sounds very vague. I'm like, what if Sony just wants to acquire, like, I don't know, like a sound company? Are they like, no, you can't do that now. Like, like too much. It's monopoly. Oh, you, yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. Can Disney buy Sony? Was the top of the search engine. All right, that's that fits. Um, but I am not seeing anything that, hang on a second. No, is there a reason Sony can't just can't buy Sony? My only um, thought is because Sony is a Japanese company and Japan has this thing where you can, like, their companies cannot be owned by foreign, uh, entities. So I'm wondering if that might be an issue. Yeah, there, I am seeing some anti-monopoly laws and I am seeing that, the problem with Sony is that everyone, when everyone thinks about buying Sony, they think about buying Sony Studios. But Sony is a massive tech company that is yeah. owned. They have a Japan. gaming branch, yeah. a music branch, uh, their telecommunications branch, and also the movie branch. Yeah. Yeah, there's actually some people here who are saying Sony's probably actually worth more than Disney when you factor in their media conglomerate. Real? Okay, that would be, that's news to me. Well, they do have their hands in a lot of things. Yeah. That's Could be. Kind of maybe. Could be. But, uh, I think they do have like contracts that are exclusive to Asia where like Disney wouldn't be able to like operate in certain like markets. So that was, yeah. Yeah, apparently Sony's net worth is about thirty seven point forty five billion dollars. And they and Disney did just cough up seventy one point three billion to buy uh Fox. Jeff, you hmm. there, Bar? Oh, we almost had a all right, well, guess what, guys? Last article, wrapping this whole shebang up. Oh, we almost had Jeff again. Benedict Cumberbatch addresses his MCU future after Doctor Strange 2. 
is there more strangers to come? This is from digitalspy.com. And essentially, Benedict Cumberbatch has addressed his future as Doctor Strange in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. The Astro nominee has a pretty busy Marvel schedule in the last few months, which we all already are, are very aware of. Um, beyond that, the picture remains somewhat unclear, though it seems that Cumberbatch is open to continuing his long information. Um, he told USA Today, as long as the character is interesting and challenging and doing fantastic things in the MCU, why not? Um, it comes after the actor addresses the reshoots for Doctor Strange 2, Alexis, with the multiverse of madness, with the sequel pushed back a year from its original planned release. We're in the middle of reshoots. He told Empire Magazine, we're working incredibly hard to make a schedule work, to realize the full potential of the film. Bits that we want to do better, but also bits that were just impossible to do on the day because of logistics, COVID, etc. We were so delayed in production because of that. Luckily, not during production too much, although everything is just a little slower. Um, so we already know that, obviously, Benedict Cumberbatch's Doctor Strange is going to be in Spider-Man 3 in a couple of weeks. What do you guys think about Doctor Strange's future overall? I mean, outside of the article, uh, Jesse, what do you think about... I feel like Doctor Strange has got a has got a spot in the MCU that's going to be pretty solid for a long time. Yeah. Uh, look, if we're look if we're looking at some of the, uh, I don't want to call him a B character because Doctor Strange is not a B character. I mean, he's been one of the most powerful. He's one of the most powerful uh, beings in the MCU. But you know, as far as Benedict, Benedict. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch uh, keeping the role and and playing the role. When it comes to money, Tom Holland's got a mountain of cash. I don't know how much cash is in front of Benedict Cumberbatch for this role. Uh, so he may he may feel the urge to go and do something a little off the beaten path that's not Marvel cinematic related. Now he says that he's. I think in this article he says that he's uh, as long as this remains interesting. Now that's the key, okay? So that's kind of his out, in my opinion. If you're going to go on record and you are asked, "Hey, you going to stick around with the Doctor Strange for a while?" and he's like, "Well, as long as it remains interesting," you can officially say at some point it's not interesting to me anymore, and he's got his out. Um, listen, he says, "Listen, all I'll say is we have some very, very exciting things to be talking about." I don't know what those things are or what they will transpire to be, but it looks like it's an incredibly bright future ahead. And as I've said before, Spider-Man will forever live in me. In now, here's the thing. Three. You're, you're actually reading. They put a quote from Tom Holland at the end of this article because they they put they started tying it back to Tom Holland. Uh, they talked about Amy Pascal on this. Uh, and that is actually a quote from Tom Holland because he's saying oh. – yeah, somebody, somebody's. I think somebody called him out or I asked him, it. "Hey, yeah." So, I yeah. As for as for Doctor Strange, I yeah, he's a solid player. Uh, I wanted to see him a little bit more, but I don't think that if he went away, there would be a, too many people upset about it. Um, I, the Multiverse of Madness is probably going to be as far as story goes one of my favorite stories that the marvel cinematic universe is going to put out there just because i mentioned it like first thing on the podcast 
this new Spider-Man movie is going to check a lot of boxes for me when it comes to storytelling and stuff that I enjoy. You got multiverse in the freaking title of the film. So I'm excited about this Doctor Strange film that's coming up. But the thing is, is that I don't know if there's going to be a lot of people that are going to share my uh, the same excitement. So uh, it, it all depends on how they keep the character relevant, I guess, is probably the best way to, to put that. They need to make him relevant. They need to make him mean a lot more. And putting him in a Spider-Man film is a big deal. Uh, don't, don't get me wrong. Having Doctor Strange in there is a is a very big deal. So, well, well, uh, go ahead. Well, Jesse, no, I mean that's a great comment. But Alexis, don't you think it's pretty clear that there's a there definitely is a future that's very bright for Doctor Strange in the MCU because we you know and I know that we're going to get that supernatural aspect of the MCU coming eventually with uh, Blade, Moon Knight, um, the Dark Knight, uh, the Black Knight. Uh, Ghost Rider, uh, Morbius. Um, we're going to have that supernatural uh, werewolf by night. We're going to get that part of the MCU of Marvel Comics eventually at some point in live action, right? Probably. Not to mention the fact that, you know, everyone keeps comparing them to Spider-Man. As far as the movies and everything, uh, Cumberbatch has not been in nearly as many movies as Tom Holland has. No. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, we had the first Doctor Strange. He had a very brief role in Thor Ragnarok, and he was in the two um, uh, Infinity War and Endgame. So I think that there's more room for him to do more movies just because, like I said, he hasn't been in a ton of them yet. And there's also the fact that, again, Thor Ragnarok and in Endgame, he wasn't in those movies that much. He had very small parts. You know, everything was standing. So... I I can't really say, you know, about how much we're going to see out of him when we haven't even gotten his second movie officially out yet. So, okay. I think we lost Andrew for a minute. Jeff, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, great. Jeff, what are your thoughts? I don't know what happened. happened. What do you think we about Doctor Strange? We behind your back while you were gone. That's all right. <laughs> what do you think about Doctor Strange's MCU future? You think Benedict Cumberbatch is going to be in the MCU for a long time? Oh, yeah. 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 Um, I, you know, we're not even mentioning anything about it, but Doctor Strange 2 is going to have Doctor Strange in there. It's going to have Maximoff with Scarlet Witch. Um, and then down the line, you know, you've got Ant-Man, what is that, Quantumania? Is that right? Quantumania. All right. You're going to have Kang as the main villain in the Ant-Man movie. Kang is the time traveler. You know, they've introduced us to Kang and Loki. Uh, They're definitely going to the time travel, the multiversal sites for sure. Doctor Strange plays a key role in that. So does Scarlet Witch. Um you know, so yeah, they're opening the door up for a lot of things. So yeah, Doctor Strange is going to be around for a while. You know, I mean, in yeah. Endgame, he only had what like one line, I think, and that was when he looked at Wong and was like, "Is this everybody?" I think that's all he said. I don't even think he was in any other part of Endgame, was he? He he, he talked to Tony too. Did he? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's right. But that was just like a split. That was long enough for Tony to say, "Tell me you were right," and he's like. 
you know, they had that one little sentence or two. Oh, but yeah. He didn't no, do a whole a lot, lot of in game. So there's a lot of room there, Jeff, for him to. Yeah, the only the only movie he's had. You know, the only big movie was the first Doctor Strange movie. The rest of these have been cameos. You know, so he's, yeah, he's going to be around for a while, well, especially think, introducing Kang and all these other villains that are coming up. Well, I don't know how connected he'll be to Kang, but Andrew, going over to you, um, I feel like, uh, without question, um, I don't know Benedict Cumberbatch's personal situation. I don't know what he wants to do, you know, in his career, acting-wise and whatnot. But just like with Peter, just with like with Tom Holland with Spider-Man, um, you got to figure he's going to get paid good money for these films that he's that he's oh, making yeah. for the MCU. And honestly, Andrew, the pulse that I get from people is that a lot of damn people, Jesse, are really excited for this book for this movie. A lot of people are. What do you think, Andrew? You're talking about Multiverse of Madness, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it look, it's, I, I was going to say it looks good, but I haven't, <laughs> I haven't seen anything of it. Uh, there was, I don't know if it's true or not, there was like a leak supposedly from one of the toys that's tied with the movie. That, isn't that like the villain supposed to be Shuma Gorath? Has anybody else? Yeah, yeah. Shuma Gorath. Yeah, yeah, the toy leaked. There By you go. The way, there's a toy leak. There. Go ahead. Yeah. By the way, speaking of Kang and everything, did you guys see the uh, release today about uh, the sneak peek at Kang? That was awesome. I yeah, did I, not, I, 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 I heard yeah. it, but I didn't go look at it. Uh, Jeff, I just texted you the link actually okay. a few minutes ago. So apparently the um, uh, the crew that's filming Quantumania, uh, they have a special picture on their t-shirts of the shattered Ant-Man helmet, and you can barely see Kang reflected in the helmet. And I'm just going to say right now, I know it's a photo of a screen print of a reflection off of an uneven surface. <laughs> that image is going to give me nightmares. Kang looks terrifying just based off of that. It's awesome, isn't it? Mm -hmm. That was much. a great pick. I love Jonathan Majors. I cannot wait to see more of him in this no, role. No, well, definitely. I can't either. Um, and Andrew, what what do you? I mean, you tell me what's what what's the vibe you've gotten from people that you've talked to as far as the excitement for Doctor Strange Two: Multiverse of Madness. Uh, other people who I've even talked about about it with, uh, most of them are just excited to see. They want to see Scarlet Witch just go bonkers, crazy, insane with her like her new what seems like her like awakening abilities and stuff. People have like this idea that. I don't know how far-fetched it is, but that Mark, uh, Multiverse of Madness might be the actual Marvel film that actually introduces us to mutants, maybe. That's what a lot of people that I've heard have mentioned that, because ever since the acquisition, people have been like, where are the mutants? Where are the mutants? Where are the mutants? Bring it on. And a, bring it on. And a few people that I've, that I've talked to seem to think that if any of them can introduce... If any of the films are going to introduce... So a lot of people seem to be pretty excited about it the potential of what the movie could be. Um, I'm just curious to see like what's going to be the, I'm, I want to see how, what do you call it? How no way home leads into that. Cause we kind of saw a little bit of how WandaVision kind of projected going in that direction. And I want to see like, what is the, and excuse me, the pun, the nexus of all these movies coming together. Like what's going to be the actual uh, unraveling. And then with quantum mania, there's like a lot of, dimension stuff going on so like 
is it going to be like a cluster? Is this whole phase just going to be like a cluster of like cameo, 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 cameo? Like, or is it going to be like a well fleshed out story? Uh, is what I'm wondering about. So, there you have yeah, it. Yeah, no, I hear you. Um, does anybody else have anything else to drop on this Doctor Strange topic before I go ahead and give everybody a chance to start plugging their their own solo content and stuff like that, and we get out of here? Just excited for it, man. Can't wait to see it. All right. Well, since you are since you already started talking, uh, uh, Jesse, do you want to go ahead and just plug anything you want to go ahead and plug as far as uh, in uh, Religion Broadcasting Network and whatnot goes? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, with the Rattlets and Broadcasting Network, we're being hosted by the W2Mnet.com. So if you get a chance, go check out either one of those things. Throw it into a search engine. I'm sure you'll be able to pull up uh, anything that is involved with either of those networks. Myself, I do a comic book show over there called the Source Material Comics Podcast. Coming up very close uh, to episode 300. I don't know how I'm going to celebrate that, but I've been uh, doing that podcast since 2014. And upcoming very shortly, uh, I think it's next week, Mark has the schedule in front of him, I'm sure. He, he isn't even in the comments now, but he's probably got the schedule in front of him. Uh, there is going to be a source material four-part epic on the Spider-Verse that took place in the Spider-Man comics. And uh, Benjamin J. Cologne is going to be uh, on the podcast with me. And we covered the six main parts of the story. However... Both of us read all 22 tie-ins that came to, well, I should say all 22 issues, including the tie-ins. And I, I, I kind of talk about that at the beginning of it. So if you enjoy Spider-Man, if you enjoy what we're about to get in, in this movie, uh, you're, you're feel free to check out that podcast where uh, uh, Benjamin and myself get in there and we talk some, we talk, uh, some Spider-Man, some Spider-Verse, Miles Morales, Spider-Gwen, Silk. I mean, all sorts of stuff. That's just, and I tried my best to explain what's going on, uh, and it's tough. It is, it is tough. Uh, so, check that out. And also, I do a podcast called the Unspoken Issues Podcast, focused solely, solely on '90s comics. Uh, it's an affiliation with the Unspoken Decade, which is one of the sole, one of one of the first uh, '90s comic book websites out there. And we just we we talk '90s comics. I just finished up super patriot number one if you're a fan of image comics maybe you're a fan of eric larson you may know about super patriot um come from the pages of savage dragon that uh was a fun podcast got it got it recorded and about ready to edit and that'll probably be airing uh sometime next week as well and uh, alexis i'll let you plug the trivia show so i can shut up now so go ahead thank you very much for thank you very much for everybody for, for oh. uh, putting up with me and having me on here Jesse, it was great having you again, man. And honestly, um, Jesse does a great job hosting and moderating the trivia show that Alexis is about to plug. That's right, Tripped Up Trivia. We just put out our uh, trivia for November. That, that was a dog paw in my rib. Thanks for that, Cleo. Uh, yes. We are getting ready, actually, to uh, start recording here before too long. We're going to do uh, December, which is, as you guessed, Christmas trivia. Uh, we're going to be talking Christmas movies, Christmas songs, Christmas traditions. We're still looking for contestants for that. So if you guys are interested, hit us up on Facebook or Twitter. Let us know. Uh, Jeff, Andrew, that goes to you guys as well. If you're interested in uh, playing with us, let us know. 
but we always have a lot of fun. What this, is it, our last one for Alexis? Did you what? already do? Did you already do the Disney episode? Yes, that was uh, that was November. Uh, we had to go into bonus rounds because we had a tie at the end. Yeah, first ever tie. It was crazy. What is December's uh, topic? Uh, Christmas. It's going to be Christmas movies, okay. Christmas songs, Christmas traditions. Sorry if you couldn't hurt, hear me earlier. I'm trying hey, to so, record okay. and stay on camera with a dog going nuts. So it's like a trivia show? Is that what you said? Yes, yeah. it is our monthly oh, trivia show. Fine. Jesse and I co-host cool. it. Yeah, Andrew, you probably do really well on there, man. I'll connect you with Jesse and Alexis once the show's over. I'll, I'll, I'll get you guys connected on Facebook so you can talk. This, okay. Uh, uh, Jesse, do you do all the Radulich and broadcast uh, shows you guys have? Or is that just No, no. I, I just do a few. Uh, we have so many. And that's usually, you, you, as you see, Mark Radulich. Uh, chiming in here. That man is the man behind the Rattlech and Broadcasting Network, and he does the. I he mean, is the Patreon. Yeah, I Because I looked it shows. up. On, I'm looking it up right now on Spotify, and I'm like, there's a history of heavyweight boxing. Like, if there's right. two things I love, it's history. I have a degree in it, and uh, boxing. Only sport yeah. I watch is boxing. So we, I was like, the, guy, oh. the guys talk fight nights every weekend. Good friends, then, Andrew. Yeah, oh, yeah. I have material to listen to now. That's awesome. Yeah, dude, there's uh, something's dropping right now. Something's dropping just about every day, if not like two or three episodes of. So you know, uh, yeah, the heavyweight boxing stuff. I can tell you that both Mark and Pat Mullen know their history. Uh, That's so, awesome. I've heard it's. Yeah, you, you'll probably enjoy it. Yeah, I feel bad. Mark and I were actually supposed to record this a uh, few days ago. Oh no, yesterday actually to talk about Animaniac season two on Hulu. And I kind of got the times mixed up, and he called me when I was asleep. <laughs> so, yeah, Mark, I'm so sorry about that, man. So we rescheduled. We will actually be talking Animaniac Season 2 and the latest season of the Looney Tunes on HBO Max at the end of December, uh, December 30th, if I'm remembering correctly. So we got that. We just talked about uh, Encanto. Uh, we're going to uh, be talking Spider-Man No Way Home, of course, which I actually will not be on that one on the grounds of Mark is setting limits on how many people can jump in on our shows. How many people are on it? Uh, I, think he said, I think he said it to three people, three or four at most, because um, okay. Jesse, I can't remember. Were you on our Falcon and Winter Soldier show? No, the custody of the shield, I was not part of that. Yeah, that show went on way too long because there was a big thing about the custody of the shield, and it is a discussion that needs to go to hell. So Mark has put limits on how many people can jump on a show, just so we don't go through that hell again. Like, you're forgiven. Well, it was really good to have you back on again, and... For Jeff, I just want to say, Jeff, thank you very much for coming on. Jeff doesn't. No, uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, Jeff doesn't have a podcast or or, or YouTube yet. I'm sure eventually. I don't have probably, anything. I've got away. nothing. No, but uh, he is a very valuable guest <laughs> on the MCU's Bleeding Edge. So, Jeff, thank you for coming on, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. And Andrew, nice meeting all you. No, it was great to have you on, brother. Andrew, you have any last uh, thoughts or plugs for your writing or anything on GNN or? Uh, yeah, sure. I do a lot of the, I'm a staff writer at the Geek News Network, Geek News Now Network. Uh, I mostly write about video games. That's my niche. I mostly just write about video games. Uh, sometimes 
rarely about movies or Star Wars stuff, but mostly video games. Uh, I actually, besides the Resident Evil review I just put out, I have a couple other stuff I'm going to write this weekend for to scatter throughout the rest of the week about uh, my the best games I played this year, uh, games to look forward to next year, and a couple of stuff like that. I also have a podcast that I do with my best friend called uh, Duo Sense Podcast, D-U-O-S-E-N-S-E-E. Uh, which is just again about video game news from like the past week and what we've been playing and stuff like that. So video games is mostly what my passion is. And then like Marvel and star Wars stuff like secondary, but so yeah, check out the podcast if you can, or just checking on geek news now network for uh, some stuff I've written about. about Most definitely geek news now network is the shit. And uh, we over here at the MCU's bleeding edge, are really happy to be a part of the team and the roster over there on the Bleeding Edge. Uh, it's nice to uh, compete with all the other really solid content creators over there. But um, just really quick, just to uh, extend uh, big thanks to Alexis for once again coming back. It's been a while. Good to see you again, Alexis. Of course. Um, you're always, a, you know, always nice to have you on the show. Jesse, thanks for finally coming on, man. We finally made it happen. Um, Glad you're, you're, here, you're as good a guest as you are a host, my friend. Oh, I like to hear that. I like to hear that. Jeff, hopefully I'll see you again sometime soon, brother, on some, some more content. Yes, sir. And Andrew, of course, you know, I'll be hitting you up to do another show sometime soon, brother. Sounds good. <laughs> All right. Well, for the MCU's bleeding edge, this is Jeff. True knowledge in the house. Peace. Good night. Peace.